This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast. Of course, we're here to talk about everything Tottenham Hotspur and, of course, preview the game, the huge game in the FA Cup fourth round at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium this Friday. Spurs take on world champions, Premier League champions, of course, FA Cup holders, Manchester City. It's going to be a very difficult game, but, of course, we are all looking forward to it. Hopefully, Spurs can progress to the next round. As per usual, I've got three very special guests to talk about this Manchester City game and, of course, how they're feeling right now as Spurs fans. Of course, we are live on YouTube. Facebook and X. So please do let us know how you're feeling as a Spurs fan right now and how you're feeling ahead of this City game on Friday. Um, back with us, we've got um, journalist Josh Hughes with us from the Daily Mail. Josh, how are you? Doing very well, thank you. It's been a good January, hasn't it? Um, and looking forward to the game on, on Friday as well. It's kind of one of those games, I suppose, where if you're going to play City at some point, why not play them at home? But yeah, thanks once again for having me on and, and hopefully we've got a bit more transfer news to talk about as well this window. I'm going to get it in the first two minutes. James Madison is back and, the, and, and it just feels so good to say that. Of course, uh, out injured since that Chelsea game. Um, it's so good to have him back available. The Celso, um, I think we'll miss this one, but Madison back for Tottenham on Friday is absolutely huge news. Uh, we've got the voice of Spurs back with us, James Black, joining us from Thailand on his holidays. He, he's, of course, going to miss this one, but he's going to be back for the Brentford game at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. James, how are you? Yeah, good, mate. A little bit tired, uh, a little bit hot, but uh, yeah, can't complain, man. Really good. Looking forward to it. I'll be watching it. I got myself over to Bangkok so I can have good Wi-Fi and uh, it's 3am in the morning for me there watching it, so I've got to watch it from a hotel room. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm well up for it. I think it's the biggest game of the season, isn't it? So I'm really up for it, man. Well, big up to you, James. I know it's half past two in the morning there in Thailand and uh, we can hear some sort of croaking in the background, so... Sorry, great to have you with us. 
<laughs> also back with us, and it's been such a long time, is uh, my partner in crime in South Korea, Jason Tranter from South Dorset Spurs. Jace, how are you? Chris, I'm good. Thanks ever so much for having me back. It's it's great to be back on the show, and I, I feel James's pain at doing something at like half past two in the morning. Because <laughs> that was me in Korea trying to stay awake, so... <laughs> Well, he did that, but yeah, it's fantastic. What a group of um, what a group of fixtures we've got coming up. Really looking forward to it. Can't wait to be there on Friday, and obviously the Brentford game next week as well. So, thanks, Chris. Thanks for having us on, mate. Well, you mentioned that, Jace. Uh, you remember those days a couple of years ago, pre-season in South Korea. I'm trying to do podcasts, live podcasts. You're trying to fall asleep in the room. It was uh, yeah, a good laugh, a good laugh. Um, Josh, let's start the show with you. How are you feeling as a Spurs fan right now? Of course, we've got this very difficult game coming up against City in the FA Cup fourth round. Um, but the season so far, you know, Spurs have done uh, particularly well under Ange Postacoglu. Of course, we're in the fourth round of the FA Cup. We're fifth in the Premier League table right now. We're now only eight points away from uh, first place Liverpool. Um, James Madison is back, as I've mentioned. Um, you know, players are back. Van de Ven is back. Romero's back. Of course, they played in the Man United game. Uh, a couple of signings over the line so far, early January. How are you feeling right now? Yeah, really good. I think that we're looking at Man City as a game where perhaps in seasons gone by, we'd be looking at it with a bit of dread. But actually, I think everyone is on the in the same boat. It, it's pure excitement. It's why not play Man City? We're playing them at home. We like to beat them at home. For some reason, under five successive managers, uh, they've all seemed to have Pep Guardiola's number. Um, and I don't know how or, or why, but it always seems to happen. Of course, City will be looking to to break that duck, score their first goal at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. But, you know, we go into that with Van der Ven now having had a game under his belt. Romero's had a game under his belt. Werner and, and Dragoshin, although Dragoshin has only played about, what, 10 minutes, if that. Uh, Werner certainly having a game under his belt. Chance for two of those players who, who obviously we all want to see succeed at the club, uh, make their home debuts. Um, I'd be quite surprised if Madison um, starts the game, given how long he's been out. But to have him back in and around the, the, the first team, you know, on a match day, whether he's starting or whether he's on the bench, it's a massive, massive confidence boost for everyone, for the fans, for the players, for Ange Postacoglu. So, yeah, I, I think everything is going pretty well at the minute. And, and I think to, to just add to that, seeing how well Ash Phillips has done at Plymouth Argyle in his first couple of games and Divine impressing and getting an assist as well on debut at Home Park, um, it's just a really good position to be in where, you know, we've been critical of loans in the past and we've had loans not really work out, but... We seem to be just getting everything right at the minute. Um, and so, yeah, I think going into this game where it looks like Erling Haaland may still be out, it could be one of those where they surprise us and, and he's somehow in the squad. But, you know, I mean, are we, are we really going to be hooked on Kevin De Bruyne the whole time? I mean, yeah, he's back from injury, but, you know, we've we've got several key players back now. So, yeah, I think the feeling is just just really positive. Josh, talking about the tra January transfer window, of course, Spurs got a couple of deals done early. Um, what are you expecting from now until 11pm on the 1st of Feb? Do you think the Antonio Nusa deal will get over the line? 
Absolutely, yeah. Just just something on that, really. There's a lot of people wanting updates. Uh, Spurs are, as far as I understand, very much still in pole position. Um, and these reports of a sort of Newcastle hijack, uh, from what I've been led to believe, are, are quite premature. There's nothing really in that. Uh, there's a lot of things that need to be done uh, from Newcastle perspective in terms of player outgoings before they can do anything. Spurs have always been confident of getting this deal done. And it's always been the case of whether a deal is agreed or signed now or in the summer. Spurs believe they'll get this deal done and he would not be playing for Spurs until next season anyway. So it's one of those I, I fully expect it to be done. I think it's it was literally just a case of ironing out all of the last little details. The player wants the move, the club wants the player. Personal terms were never going to be an issue here. It's just, are Spurs going to buy him now, loan him back, or are we going to do kind of what we did with Basuma, which is agree the deal now, and on the 1st of, of July, you know, it gets done that way. Uh, either way, uh, there's no real risk of this deal um, going under. And I think that <laughs> the Dragashin deal with uh, with Bayern Munich just shows that we should all have a little bit of faith in the club getting these deals done because they they've got a pretty good track record uh, in recent windows of getting their their key players. So yeah, that's that's all well and good. The only other thing I can see happening, and it's a massive massive if, is if Tottenham receive a significant bid for Pierre Emile Hoybier, then Spurs may go and act and go and buy uh, a central midfielder. Some of the players that, you know, Spurs are looking at uh, are, are kind of more homegrown players. Um, so I, I wouldn't expect Spurs to necessarily go for a sort of big name uh, international kind of midfielder. Uh, Hayden Hackney from Middlesbrough is one of the players that we like. There's another young chap, 19-year-old from Blackburn, uh, Adam, I think it's Adam Wharton, I think he's called. Yep. It's another yep. one that Spurs really like. So I think if if Hoybier goes, that's the type of deal we're going to do. But for now, I think it's probably just Noosa. Uh, and I think that we, we can all be really happy with that. James, let's come to you. Of course, the mood is extremely high at the moment. And uh, I'm going to put some of that on your doorstep because you certainly get that crowd going and you have done all season. You must be absolutely delighted uh, with how the fans are uh, uh, engaging with your music and, and, the, and the way that you've made them feel this season. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's amazing to be a Spurs fan at the moment, but yeah, all credit to them. I mean, the Spurs fans since the, since the beginning of Angie's reign have been absolutely incredible. I think we've all needed this, haven't we? Uh, and how I feel as a Spurs fan right, right now are similar to Josh. It's, uh, Everything seems to be going right. Uh, the club seems to be really connecting with the fans as well. They're working hard on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, in, in regards to like leading up to Man City, uh, I'm quietly confident, but I do see this as the, the biggest game of the season. Definitely, I really want that FA Cup. And I think if we beat City, I think we're winning it. So I think it's a massive, massive game. Um, so yeah, uh, as much as I'm, I'm really buzzing, I, there's still an anticipation. Otherwise, I wouldn't be a Spurs fan. Uh, but yeah, it's been it's been awesome. The fans have been incredible. They're, they've been incredible since I started playing there. But this season, that that feeling's just uh, it's just amazing. Um, I'm I'm a bit uh, sad to be missing it on Friday. To be honest, yeah. 
James, what have you made of uh, Tottenham's transfer business so far in this window? And what, what else would you like to see Tottenham do in the remaining days of the window? Well, the first bit, I'm not used to, I'm not used to that moving so fast uh, and, and doing... And Anne said, didn't he? He said, I want his business done quickly. The fact that they've backed him there quickly at the start has been the best bit for me, really, because uh, why not? With all the, all the injuries, suspensions and AFCON and Asian Cup, we did need to do that. And the fact that uh, Josh t- touched on that um, we're beating Bayern to with Dragashin, that's that's amazing. Uh, that's a great feeling. He's, he comes to a bigger club, didn't he? <laughs> and then, uh, and also the, the outgoings as well on loans and stuff. They've been quick there, and they've, they've done well that way as well. It's not just the coming in. So I've been I've been really impressed with that. Uh, I would love to see Nusa. Um, there's only a tiny, tiny bit with, with me there. Um, is that the replacement for Son? In, in the long term, that's made me feel a little bit sad. But, um, but yeah, I'd love to see Noosa uh, come through. Um, but yeah, I'm really impressed with it. It was um, I'd like I'd like to see him go out for like an out and out striker as well. But um, I don't know if that's the way he's going to be playing. I think he's going to be playing three across and sw- swapping them. And um, but yeah, I, I was impressed. I was actually impressed with Werner. To be honest, I was impressed with his with his debut. I mean, I think. You give him another week or so, which he's been given now with Ange, and I think we're going to really see a very impressive Werner. Uh, and the other thing I was thinking is, like, you've got... Because you can't play Basuma and Saar, so if Matters does come back, you're only missing one in that midfield, um, really, that we would start in the eleven. Um, so, yeah, I think we're looking, we're looking strong for Friday, and I'm, I'm, I'm really up for it, and I think we'll get a result. Chase, let's come to you. Um, of course, the last couple of years have been hard. Under Ange Postacoglu in this last six months have been like a breath of fresh air. Of course, everyone is on a high. And when you take into consideration the amount of suspensions, injuries and other problems on and off the pitch for Ange, he's done a, a fantastic job, hasn't he? First first part of the season was absolutely amazing to see the transformation. And not only on the pitch, but also in the stadium. You know, that first 10 games, we were absolutely flying. And we were, you know, top of the league, close to the top of the league. And and obviously the wheels fell off when we went and played Chelsea. And it generally does when we play Chelsea. And it, t- it took a little bit of time for us to, for Ange and his team to school the sort of B and C team of our, you know, our sort of reserves. When we had so many people out, he, he needed to get his point across to so many different people to try and bring him in and, and work to the same ethos. And I think the important thing is that he's managed to do that. And we've managed to do a bit of a regain on our position and, and stay in the mix. Uh, the other important thing, I saw a stat the other day where it said that I think we're about top three of um, throwing points away from the Leeds. And that was that 2-1 scenario that we went through uh, for a long period where we go 1-0 up. We think, yeah, we're OK. We're going to consolidate. And then it, we just throw it away, mostly through defensive areas, but uh, errors. But one of those people that you could probably attribute to those errors is now gone. He's gone abroad. So I don't think we've got that excuse anymore. And what we have got going forward, especially at the end of January and going into February, our, our squad, squad as a whole, our bench is starting to look pretty tasty, to be honest with you. You know, yeah. I, as soon as we get that VDV, Romero, Udogi and, and Pauro and the defence and the midfield sorted, we've got people that can come on at 75, 80 minutes that could potentially change the game if we need to. And that's what we've been lacking over the last few weeks. So uh, uh, this period is, is particularly, uh, it's going to be the sharp end where we need to be good and everyone's coming back at this period. So I'm really happy. Also, Ange talked about the, the, the stadium and being a nightclub. 
we're all happy it's like that because we love to see that at the end of a game where the south stand is absolutely rocking on the back and james must see it as people file out into, into the concourses and he's there and he's bringing them back up again and you know it's absolutely fantastic and i i personally can't wait that atmosphere on friday is gonna be something special and 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 it generally is for all the games now um and if it's not if it's a little bit quiet in the stadium after the game you've got the people that gather in the self stand along the big bar and on the concourses and they're, they're bouncing so that's what we want to see and it, it's great to have it back because we went through so many bad periods with the previous regimes under conte it was dull everyone just wanted to get out of the stadium and didn't want to be there but it's totally different now it's fantastic well, what I would love to see is Spurs go all the way to Wembley and James release a, an FA Cup final song. Wouldn't that be nice? Um, Josh, let's come to you. Um, I just wanted to ask you all what the FA Cup means to you. Um, Josh, I know you're one of the, uh, well, you're, you're the youngest panellist this evening. You know, what does the FA Cup mean to you? Because a lot of young people, they go on about top four all the time. And it's normally the older people who say, oh, the FA Cup is really important. Now, Spurs last won the FA Cup in 1991, which is an absolutely ridiculous stat. I know you weren't even born. We won it for a record time, uh, time, eighth time. Chelsea have now won eight. Liverpool have now won eight. Manchester United have now won 12. Arsenal are now front runners. They have won 14. Are you surprised that Spurs haven't lifted this trophy in such a long time? And what does the competition and the trophy mean to you personally? I'm not surprised that Spurs haven't won it for such a long time because, let's face it, beyond winning the FA Cup um, in 91, from what I'm told, the 90s were pretty crap for Spurs and the early 2000s were pretty crap as well. Um, then you've also seen Pochettino come out and say basically the objective for Daniel Levy was was top four so we could get the stadium and all of these things. And, you know, o until now... I've struggled to see where this board, you know, shows huge ambition to win these things. Uh, and then, of course, you've got luck. You know, Nemanja Matic is never going to score a goal like that uh, as he did in, in the semi-final again in his career. And we we seem to just be on the end of, you know, and Man United as well. You know, we just seem to be on the end of some unlucky results and, you know, little moments here and there that have stopped us from 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 doing it. But... You know, for me, it's it means everything because there are there are a few domestic cup competitions, or there are a few few cup competitions in 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 world football for me that have the same level of romance as this competition. You can compare to the Coppa del Rey or to the Coppa Italia if you want, but nothing comes close. It's every team, you know, as as the song goes, you know every team that's in the country, they get their chance to play, right? And you get teams that have played months worth of, you know, qualification rounds just to get into the first round. We had Horsham playing at Barnsley. I mean, that's bonkers to me, right? And my local club, Maidstone United, you know, are in the fourth round and they're playing Ipswich and it's a shame that they don't have a better draw. But for Spurs to win that competition, which contains every team, it's the oldest cup competition going, isn't it, really? the old Or the longest standing uh, domestic cup, cup competition going. And to then go one ahead of Chelsea, go on nine, 
then you've got the appetite for 10. I, I think ultimately this team needs to win something uh, to, to kind of end the curse and, to, you know, for, for people to take us seriously as a football club and think, you know, what, actually, this is a team that can go and win things now. Uh, and we should all be kind of a little bit scared of them. You know, there's always been this soft tag, this Spursy tag to go and win the FA Cup. I mean, that would just be incredible. And when you see, you know, Leicester winning it not too long ago and they're a championship club, I know they won't be championship for too much longer, but the championship this season, you think, why not? Why not Spurs win it? And as I say, I've never seen us win the FA Cup. And, and for me, it's as, you know, I can take or leave the League Cup. I can take or leave the Community Shield. But the FA Cup for me is right up there with winning a European Cup or, or winning the Premier League. It's it's that level of prestige that I think is just higher than any other domestic cup um, across Europe and, and maybe can only compare to some of the ones in South America. So, yeah, uh, I, I'd, I'd love to see us win it. Absolutely love to see us win it. Josh, I'm going to ask you that awkward question. Champions League football next year or winning the FA Cup? Win the FA Cup every single time. We didn't have, you know, the words draped across the old White Hart Lane. The game is about glory just to get Champions League football. Do we really want just... If the choice was between that and winning the FA Cup, do you want to go into Europe and most likely not win that competition because you come up against Bayern Munich or whoever you end, um, end up against and they've got more financial muscle, they've got bigger, deeper squads, etc. Or are you taking an incredible piece of silverware and, and a memory that we will you know, cherish for the rest of our lives? It's a, it's a no-brainer for me. James, let's come to you. I know you're very similar in views about the FA Cup to me. Uh, we've spoken at length a number of times about the FA Cup. And of course, we did a preview show, didn't we, about um, with Kevin Campbell and Sophie Nicolau on an Arsenal oh, yeah. podcast. And, um, you know, we spoke heavily about that 1991 semi-final beating Arsenal. Then, of course, going on to beat Nottingham Forest 2-1 after extra time. What's the FA Cup mean to you? Yeah, everything. Like it's, uh, I think you've got to... You wouldn't be a proper fan if it wasn't, or uh, you wouldn't take the FA Cup over top four. Not a proper fan, but like for me, it's like that feeling of winning something as a fan. You've got to want that. Like Josh said, it's about glory. It's about winning something. So that I, I, our, our question about top four or FA Cup, it's got to be that FA Cup now. It's, it's yeah, maybe because I'm a little bit older. Maybe it's that, but it's um, yeah, it's it's everything to me. That 91 was when I really got deeply rooted in Spurs, when I got become completely obsessed. Uh, that run in, even the quarterfinals, obviously the semi-final was incredible. Um, but yeah, I remember the podcast we did with um, with him, and he said about the, the free kick, he was in the wall for it, wasn't he? He was in the wall for that Gaza free kick. But those that commentary, that I must replay that in my head every day anyway, Matt. That sounds mad, but oh, that he's going to have a crack. He is, you know, oh, I say, he just stays with me wherever I go. And then memories are just amazing. So I think because of that and because it brought me into be like true like Spurs fan from them, them moments, the FA Cup is everything to me. And I think we'll get more um, sort of that for a new fan coming up, seeing that uh, us win a trophy, but the same for them. So, yeah, I mean, for me, it's 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 everything, yeah. I think I think Friday's the biggest game of the season, like I said. And 
it's almost like a cup final to me. I really believe with the way that we play, it's like a cup cup team. It's like a like going for back and forth like basketball, football almost. It's like a cup team the way Ange plays. So I think it falls in our lap if we beat City. James, do you think the majority of the fan base has changed their opinion or changed their mind um, in terms of Champions League football or a trophy like an FA Cup? Because it seems that when we were under Pochettino, um, you know, constantly getting Champions League football, everyone was about finishing top four. But I personally feel like so many people now think that they want a trophy because we haven't had one for so long. Do you think there has been that change? Yeah, I think as the years go by, I think that monkey on your back just gets heavier and heavier as well. I think that's added to it. I also think that under Ange, I think we believe. Um, and, I, you know, Josh said about the luck side of things where there's also the luck of the draw, isn't there? Do you know what I mean? It's And that's uh, it's been two Premier League sides so far. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it has changed. Yeah, and I think it will just get bigger and bigger until we win something now. But... I, I'm, I'm convinced we'll win something under Ange. No, I'm truly convinced that we will. Um, and the other thing is, getting past Man City, not only have you knocked out the favourites, um, you then got the, the full team coming back by the time of the next round. So this really is massive on Friday. Um, it, it, it feels a bit like a, almost like a semi-final kind of scenario for me. I think if we get past them, we've got a really, really, really strong chance. Yeah, I agree. Jace, what does the FA Cup mean to you? Oh, blimey. So I'm the oldest in the room, I think. Brilliant. So back from the archives. <laughs> back, to, back to black and white. Um, so football started for me in 78. I remember seeing on the telly the ticket tack coming down, Argentina against Netherlands in the World Cup final. And I don't remember any other games other than that, other than 81, where I found out my dad and my granddad supported Tottenham. And on a Saturday... FA Cup used to take over the, pretty much the whole day. They'd follow him in the coach, they'd have breakfast, whatever. And they, I remember sitting with my dad and he was proper excited. We're going to sit down and we're going to watch the FA Cup final. And it was just magical. It was just wonderful. I think there were 100,000 people in the stadium at the time. And it just it just looked amazing. It, it caught me again from the 78 World Cup final, that seeing all these people and seeing Tottenham and sat with my dad and, and thinking, oh, I'm, I'm quite proud to sit here watching this. And obviously... The, the first game was was drawn and then the second game um i was blown away by ricky Villa and 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 the whole i think it was voted goal of the century in 2001 or something that most beautiful waving through past joe corrigan goal towards the spurs fans magic that's what captures a kid that that's why you get involved in football like loving football and I thought for the next couple of years, we've got another FA Cup the, the next year. And then we've got the UEFA Cup. And all my mates were supporting Man United and Liverpool. And I'm thinking, I've bagged a team here that's going to win loads of trophies. Of course, it all stopped. <laughs> it didn't really happen because Liverpool during the 80s and that were pretty much our nemesis. And every time we played them, we pretty much lose. We'd go ahead like we did just, you know, run about the Christmas period and then lose uh, because he had some fantastic players like Ian Rush. So... We we could have bagged quite a few trophies in the 80s uh, leading up to the 91. And obviously the 87, we we messed up and, and, and threw that away against Coventry. But it's some of the teams that you don't expect, like Portsmouth and Wigan, you think, how have they got over the line? You know, there's a certain amount of luck. And, you know, you need that luck. In a competition like this, one of the, one of the greatest competitions in the world, you need a bit of luck. And we've been in about six or seven 
semi-finals, I think. We've been the nearly men for so many years. And Josh you, you, and, and James and the rest of you would have experienced what we'd have experienced in the early 80s of, of this hedonistic period of loads of trophies and, and just absolute success. And that's why we hold people like Graham Roberts and Glenn Hoddle and Maxie Miller in such reverence because they are our trophy winners. They're pretty rare after that. We've got the League Cup and we've got the 91, obviously, with Gaza. But obviously, Gaza played a very small part in the final on that day. So my mm. biggest regret as a Spurs fan, and, uh, you know, I only came to the, you know, the, uh, the table as a live Spurs fan in about 89. Um, and then I was away in Germany with the forces. So I didn't get a chance to get over and get tickets and all the rest of it. So the one time I did have a chance in 2008, stood on Wembley Way and the guy never turned up with the tickets. So that's my that was my opportunity to get to, to see Tottenham lift the trophy. It's well overdue. 91 is so many years ago, you know, and if we can do it, like Anne said the other day, someone asked him, what's it going to be like to pick up a trophy? And he said, I've got I've got trophies. I've held them up. I know what it feels like. And we want to experience that. We want to get past the semi-final stage. It'd be lovely to go to Wembley for a semi-final, but let's get to the final. Let's have that chance. Let's have that little bit of luck because it means so much to everybody. And I'll tell you what, it'd take me back to that, that day I'm sat with my dad in 81 watching us you know uh, lift the cup in the in the replay absolutely fantastic so hopefully we get through on friday favorites i don't know we're in our own stadium so we've got every chance and they've not had much luck that's hope they don't have much luck going forward that's our luck on friday and uh yeah let's get let's bring it home yeah, they certainly don't have much luck at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and, and, and let's hope that that does continue because they've visited our stadium five times. They've lost five times. They haven't scored a goal. Josh, let's come to you. Um, now, the team news, as I said earlier, Madison is available. Lo Celso will miss the game uh, for City. De Bruyne is back. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if he will start this game. Haaland is in training. I'm sure he will feature in some capacity. Head to head. Uh, the um, you know, between the two teams in history, Spurs have won 66 games, City have won 66 games, and 37 games have finished as a draw. Now, talking about the starting eleven, Josh, um, the Manchester United game, um, this is the team that Ange Postacoglu went with. Vicario, Poro, Romero, Van der Ven, Udogi, Skip, Benton, Kerr, Hoybier, Johnson, Richarlison, and Werner. Now, we know um, earlier on in the season um, in the League Cup, Ange Postacoglu made 10 changes. We also know that in the third round of the FA Cup at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, when we beat them 1-0 with Pedro Porro uh, scoring an excellent goal, he went with the strongest possible 11 available. I think that with Manchester City coming to Tottenham on Friday, he has absolutely no choice but to go with the strongest possible 11 again. And hopefully he will go with the strongest possible 11 in every single round that we are in this season. Um, Josh, with this team that we've got on screen now, with James Madison back, how different do you think the starting eleven will be on Friday? Um, to be honest, I think that the only change I can see happening is Brennan Johnson out and Kulosevsky in, provided he's you know recovered from his illness. Um, that that's the only change. Uh, I don't see Madison starting. If Madison starts, I'd be shocked. I know he's had minutes on the training ground, you know, with his boots on and stuff. But to go into a game like this, is it worth taking that risk? 
Maybe, maybe, but I think actually to have that player come off the bench um, is probably a slightly better option. Uh, I know you look at that midfield and you probably think, ah, oh, it's definitely not our strongest midfield, and I agree. But I certainly don't think they did a bad job at Old Trafford. And, and I think you're right. I think Ange has to play the strongest possible team. Um because you're going to play the favourites for the FA Cup. You're at home. You're never going to have a better chance of beating them in this competition, frankly. Uh, yeah, of course, De Bruyne is going to start. Of course, De Bruyne is, you know, Kevin De Bruyne. He's one of the greatest players the Premier League has ever seen. He's one of the greatest players I've ever seen and probably will ever see in my lifetime. But all those times that Kevin De Bruyne has played against Spurs and we've still got a result against them. Just think about that. So, yeah, I mean, look, we're going to have to go strong. There's no choice. Um, yeah, Kulosevsky for Johnson is the only one I can see. And it's nothing to do with, you know, Brennan Johnson not playing particularly well at Old Trafford and the, the kind of vitriol, which I think is absolutely disgusting towards him. But more... Kulosevsky's record against City, he's a big game player. When you've got a fully fit team, he normally plays those games. And that's that's the way I think of it, really. It's nothing to do with form. It's more just a bit of experience that, that Kulosevsky has in these games. So, Josh, you don't think that Madison will start? I would be very, very surprised. I would be very surprised, but after the Benton core. Uh, return. I don't think anything is a surprise with Ange Postacoglu. Um, and, and I definitely believe wholeheartedly that his recovery or Madison, Madison's recovery is a lot further ahead than the media and the pictures and the kind of posts today saying he's back in training would make you think. I think he's actually been on the grass for a lot longer than that. So, you know, he, he may well be ready, but having that match fitness at the very, very highest level is very different to just being back on the grass with your teammates. James, let's come to you. Um, let's have a look at the uh, the, the team again. Um, what changes do you think that Ange Postacoglu will make ahead of this Manchester City game in the FA Cup? Um, I, th I think he does. I think he will start, Madison. Um, I think, what well, I was just saying at the end there, I, I think he has been on the pitch a little bit uh, longer than the, the media is seeing. I think the Benton core surprise is, is in my mind for why they'll start him. And there's a there's a case to, although I might be a bit too gung-ho versus City, where we could have six, eight and ten of um, Benton core, Madison and Kulosevsky in the midfield. That would be a dream. But also, is it a bit too gung-ho for the start versus Man City? But I'd like to see that. Uh, and that's a good option to have if we need it as well. Um, but yeah, I, th I, think, uh, I think Madison will start. Um, if I'm honest, I think he has to, if he's, if he's ready, I think he, he has to start him in, like I keep saying, it's the biggest game of the season. So um, for me, yeah, um, Madison hopefully starts and I think he will start. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Wow, Kulisewski, Madison and Benton Kerr in midfield. That would be hell of a hell of a midfielder. Hell, hell of an attacking lineup, James, wouldn't it? This is it, yeah. But like it's this the FA Cup, isn't it? Like you're putting them on the back foot a little bit. There's a concern, obviously, of De Bruyne picking out that high line. That that's been staying in my mind the last sort of 48 hours is a concern. But having Van der Ven and Romero at the back there is a much less of a concern as it would have been a few weeks ago. Uh, and hopefully. Touchwood without the De Bruyne having Haaland to pick out, it's not going to be a, a too bad to deal with. Uh, but yeah, I think that I'd like to see. I mean, I'd love to see that Benton Cole, Madison Kulisevsky at some point anyway in midfield, uh, uh, especially with, when Sonny comes back. Um, but yeah, I'd love to see that as a six, eight, ten. Uh, maybe it's something we do when we're chasing the game. Hopefully, it won't be on on Friday, but maybe it's something that you can turn to for the second half. Um, but yeah, for me. I th- I think he'll start Madison. I'd like Jace, to see him start as well, obviously. Jace, who do you agree with, James or Josh? Is Madison starting? Oh man, it's nice. It's nice problems to have, isn't it? Lovely. With Madison coming back. Um, I don't know. I can't see him playing. I think he'll come on later. If we, if we, I, I, I don't know though. The Bentacle thing threw me the other week. Threw the whole stadium. So. Who knows what what Ace's got up his sleeve, and that would be Madison. But Kulu, I, I prefer Kulu, obviously, than Johnson at the moment. Johnson's off a little bit of form, a little bit of um, I don't know. Kulu, when he's on his top form, the thing is, Ange likes to play that high line and attacking strategy, and doesn't like to back down from that. But you, when you play Man City, you'd like to think you play a little bit more defensive. But you see the the draw that we had a few weeks ago, and we just went for it. So, it's, although, we, you know, we're naturally trying to be defensive, but we don't want to be. We want to see this attack in football. So, it's a, it's a difficult balance. I don't think Madison will play. I think Kulu are coming for Johnson, as we say. And that it's nice options to have from 70 minutes onwards, or 65 or whatever, if we're in a bit of trouble. But, ah, it, it's lovely to have a surprise on the day, isn't it? I'm going to say yeah. not, and then, and then go, oh, how wonderful. He's back. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So we'll see. But Ange is relentless in in his pursuit of positive attacking football. And if that is at the expense of a little bit of defence, then 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 so be it. Blimey, we're going to be on the edge of our seats, aren't we? Let's face it. Come on. <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be a fantastic game, Josh. Let's come to you. Um, let's talk a little bit about James Madison because. This is a very exciting return, of course, for this massive game. He's played 11 matches for us so far this season. Three goals, five assists. His last appearance in a Tottenham Hotspur shirt was, of course, that game against Chelsea at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in that 4-1 defeat. And that was back in on the 6th of November. He's played a total of 888 minutes for us. Shot accuracy, 75%. Shots, 28. XG, 2.8. Uh, 21 shots with his right foot, seven with his left foot, successful passes, 416, chances created in a Spurs shirt, 31, successful crosses, 13, fouls, 130, touches, 717, and touches in the opposition box, 56. 
Josh, I'm going to ask you the very obvious question. How much of a boost is this for Tottenham, having Madison back? Uh, the answer was in the question. Of course, it's a massive boost. Um, he has been, you know, for me, he's been the player of the season until his injury. Um, his impact at the club has been massive, but it's not just what he does with the ball at his feet. And the guy is, you know, the definition of a silky footballer. Um, you know, the ball sticks to his feet like glue. It, it's just, it's, it's unbelievable what he can do left foot, right foot, from distance, have a pop, breaking, you know, the lines, unlocking the, you know, the door, whatever you want to call it. You know, that area of our, our attacking play where we seem to have been lacking, you know, of course, James Madison has all the quality and all the attributes uh, to help us out in that department. But also his his personality, his charisma, his leadership, all of that in and around that first team dressing room on match day is going to give everyone a lift. Um, you know, and he's, he's a player that makes things happen. You know, we've been missing this for a long time before he signed, and we've certainly missed it in his absence. That player that, you know, perhaps if we're not playing too well, where we're 1-0 up, he might have a pop from range and it will be 2-0 and the game is over. You know, it, it's, it's those moments. It's the key moments. And... That is, you know, I've I've always felt that Madison is a player that, you know, both, you know, Spurs this season, but, you know, in the past for Leicester as well, where just when you need that one little bit of magic, that one little thing that's going to turn the tie or the game in your favour, uh, he's often the one that delivers it. So, yeah, massive, 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 massive. Let's just hope that he can stay fit now um, and you know, gives us every chance of achieving everything we could possibly want to achieve this season. James, I know, of course, you've got a couple of songs about James Madison. Don't worry, we won't ask you to sting them. I know it's about three o'clock in the morning there in Thailand, but um, James Madison, the start of his Tottenham Hotspur career, um, in my opinion, I knew he was a good player, but he he's a, he's a lot better player than what I thought. Has he surprised you? He has surprised me, yeah, but I, I do think that watching him at Leicester, like he's like that that thing sticks in my mind about born, born to play for Spurs, that sort of character. Um, yeah, he, he has surprised me a little bit, I must admit. But they're, they're the words of your song. You what? They're the words of your song. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he is though, isn't he? The way that he plays, it is that 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 what we need that that kind of. The Hoddle, the Gascoigne, that um, that playmaker, the Ginolas that we've we've been missing and craving for so long, um, opening up a defence. But yeah, I mean, also the dead ball situations, we've been needing someone of real quality as well. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, for me, the... have we lost James? I think he's frozen. <laughs> Jace, let's come to you. Um, oh, is he back? No, he's not. No, no, Jace, yeah. let's, come, let's come to you. Um, go, going into this game, um, the last eight games, five wins, one draw, two defeats. And that is um, since that 3-3 away draw at the Etihad in the Premier League. How different do you think this game is going to be to the game that we saw at the Etihad? 
we've got to remember it's a cup game, so cup games are quite unique, I think, in their own in their own right. I, th- I think we have to take our Premier League head off and put it on to this is special. This is a one-off potentially. We haven't got replay, have we? Is there a replay in this round? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you know it's unique in that respect as well. So I think we have to t- take that off, but we have to look at our our previous history with Man City. All, all, the, all the way back through the years, they've always been cracking games, lots of goals. Um, and m- in recent history, the goals at our stadium have potentially been on our side. So the, the history tells us we've got a chance to go out there and beat Man City on our own turf. Um, they're always classics, you know, classics. We look at the Champions League stuff. You know, when, when VAR came to save us, when Sterling must have put the ball in about eight times. And... Um, so, I, th- I, th- I think it's going to be an exciting game and everyone outside of Tottenham and Man City, the neutral, this is, this is the game they want to watch. You know, this is, one of, this is the best team in the world versus the team that want to be up there and play the most, some of the most attractive football. It'll probably be nil-nil on the back of that, but never mind. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, it, it, hopefully it's going to be a classic. And history will be on our side for this particular one. Josh, let's come to you. Let's talk a little bit about City because the last time out, they beat Newcastle United 3-2 at St. James's Park. They were 2-1 down. And I said when they scored that winning goal, this is what champions are made of. This is how you win league titles. The amount of quality running throughout this team and this squad. Now, this is the team that they, well, Pep Guardiola put out uh, against Newcastle uh, a couple of weeks ago. And their last nine competitive games, eight wins, one draw. Um, their last defeat was on the 6th of December, a 1-0 defeat away at Aston Villa. Um, what have you made of Manchester City so far this season? Because when you look at that team, when you look at their bench, when you look at the what the manager has achieved, and plus Pep Guardiola was asked a question once they'd won the treble, what's next? And he said to score at Tottenham. What have you uh, what have, what have you made of City this season? Do you think they're going to win the Premier League? I think everyone uh, jumped the gun a little bit with Man City. Um, you know they've got a game in hand in the league. They went and won the Club World Cup. Of course, they were going to do that. I don't think that's a surprise to anyone. Um, but you know they go two points behind Liverpool if they can win their game in hand. They've got De Bruyne back. They've got Haaland back. You know, let's not forget that they lost to Bruyne on the first game of the season. Um, you know, that's like Spurs being without Madison from the first game of the season. We'd still be crying out for that player. Do you know what I mean? And, and when a player like De Bruyne is as good as he is, I mean, he's, he's generational. Um, that's always going to affect a team. Yes, of course, they've got lots of quality up and down the pitch. That lineup speaks for itself. Um I think that anyone that is to doubt Pep Guardiola and this Man City team is an absolute fool. I mean, they are the most dominant team I've ever seen. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if this Manchester City team goes on and equals some of the, you know, what Sir Alex Ferguson did at Man United. I wouldn't be surprised if Pep Guardiola goes on to be the greatest manager in Premier League history. And that's a huge claim. But that's, you look at Pep Guardiola and everything he's done, what's to stop them? Um, But 
they seemed just just like we have those teams that we always struggle against. Newcastle tends to be one of them, whether it be home or away. We always seem to struggle against Newcastle at least once a season. Same thing with Wolves. Manchester City's bogey team is Tottenham. It it just is. Um, and I think that what's going to be really important is going to be that atmosphere. If, if we can get it rocking, if yeah. we can get it absolutely rocking, yeah. like it does, you know, when I look back at when we beat Arsenal 3 0. Uh, and all but secured Champions League football. Um, those games at the old ground when we were in that title run, you know, Man United at home, 3-0. Man City, when we beat them, I think we beat them 4-1. You know, it's a real, real difference maker for Spurs. We can't have five minutes of noise and then just go flat like we did against Chelsea. And I thought it was pretty flat for most of the Chelsea game, even though it was good at the start. You know, it didn't really live up to the billing. Um, you know, we can hurt teams at home, but this is the thing is it, I'm still, you know, and, and everything you're doing, James, has been a massive help to the atmosphere and building that and creating that sense of unity at the stadium. But it's never come close to the old ground for me in terms of that, Teams come there and they're not that fear factor. I don't think is has been there uh, like it was in the old ground. But slowly, 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 that's starting to happen now. We're starting to really make this new stadium. I say new stadium. We've been in it for ages now, but we're, we're really starting to make it our own. And why not this Friday? We really show what we're about. We we turn it into that, I hate to use the cliche term, but that fortress um, that we all want the ground to be. Um, I've seen things on Twitter about potential for, for TIFOs or things like that as well, which always helps. But, you know, this is the biggest game of our season by a mile, by a mile. And not because we're going to go and win the FA Cup or not going to win the FA Cup or any of that. It's because Ange Postacoglu and these players have proven that they are a serious team. They are a very serious team and they're capable of beating anyone on their day. I never thought I'd say that at the end of last season, but that's why this is the biggest game, because this group of players is capable of going toe-to-toe and capable of beating the best team in the world in Manchester City. Because they are. And so... Yeah, I'm I'm hoping in your absence. Um it's a shame we can't get you on a <laughs> on a on a flight back to Thailand from Thailand uh, just for the game. Um I hope the atmosphere is 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 amazing. I hope the ground is rocking because you know we can we can make it really, really difficult, really difficult for City. And then, you know, again, it all comes down to those little moments, that bit of luck. But yeah, this is huge for us, not because uh, because it's, you know, another season without a trophy if we lose, but because we really can win this competition. I tell you, Josh, I think every single fan is going to be up for it on Friday evening because there were about 20-odd thousand people trying to get a ticket 
um on the on the day of you know when it went on to sale to members and there were a lot of disappointed people and i don't think any tickets are on ticket exchange right now um james let's let's come to you um when you look at this starting 11 uh that pep put out against newcastle it doesn't even include Grealish, De Bruyne and Bob, who, of course, got their last-minute goal uh, or the last-minute winner in that 3-2 win. There is just quality throughout the whole of the squad, throughout the whole of the starting eleven. Who worries you the most? Um, what, without De Bruyne in that, in that, 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 that team there, uh, Doku's actually in, does worry me. Um, he's been very impressive. Foden's been, been good. Uh, you can go through the whole team. Rodri, uh, fantastic. Alvarez in Haaland's um, absence is a definitely a dip there. Not so concerned for him. Hope this doesn't turn into a meme. But uh, yeah, Jeremy Doku is he's uh, he's a handful, isn't he? Um, but yeah, it's where where wherever they turn, it's going to be it's going to be a very very tough game. And once you put that up earlier, that team, I was a little bit like, oh god, yeah, I forgot how just how much strength in depth they have. So there, there is, there's, there's quite a few concerns, but um, I think the we, I think they're going to be more concerned than us, I think. As much as we were here for the draw, wasn't we? And uh, as much as I hated that draw, I think they're going to be hating it a bit, even more because we are the bogey team. So, um, yeah, there's a few players in there without even Haaland and De Bruyne that are, that are scary to play against. But the way that we play and having them on the back for that whole time, and they're not going to want that replay. I know, so, I know it's going to be will be at the Etihad, but they've got so much coming up, haven't they? They could fixture congestion. These Pep's not going to want that replay, so he's going to be going gung ho as well. So, and I think that plays into our hands that opening of that game. And I, yeah, but to say to go on what Josh has said there, it's it is really going to be down to what these fans can create, and I, I believe in them for Friday, hundred percent. Compared to how many people are trying to get tickets, but it, it, we do need a big, big performance from the fans too to do make this uh, the nightclub slash fortress for when they come. Like that three 0 Arsenal one. I mean, that was that was just incredible uh, yeah. throughout. And I, and I think every fan, like how we're sort of saying here, knows this is the biggest game of the season, and uh, they need to be showing that. And I, I, too, I totally believe they will. Jace, who worries you in that Manchester City starting eleven? I think when you when you look at any of these teams, any teams like Man City, Liverpool, hate to say it, Arsenal, you can you can pick out certain players that you think oh, there's a booking in him, he's going to cause problems. Rodri's a key for me. Um, generally, when Rodri's not around, they they tend to un- underperform. If they that's at all possible, um, but when he's back in the squad, he seems to bring everybody together, and that's. That's one of the key players for me. Um, their forward line is always daunting. Foden is just remarkable. Um, Alvarez, again, I don't know too much about him. I've seen a little bit of him. But again, if he's off the pitch, then we've got, we've got all the rest to come in as well. So it's not as if we haven't beaten teams like this before. So I don't think we can be too too scared. But at the same time, you look at it and go, how are we going to get through this lot? Um, Ake... Nathan Ake is always good from corners and st- with his height. Um, generally scores, you know, in set pieces. So, I don't know, really. It's it, it's Again, they're going to be going all out not to get the replay, replay and we're going to go all out because we want to win it in, in the style that we want to play. So, it's um, 
it depends what how, how strong our benches are, I think, and who the key players are. If we if we're at 70, 75 minutes and we've we've not made a breakthrough either side, I think that, that last that last period of the games is gonna be it could be like a basketball game. We both want to win it, don't we? We don't want to replay. So Do you think Pep's uh, gonna give his players a bonus if they actually score a goal? <laughs> it's nice to see that stat, though, isn't it? For the best teams in the world, that can't score at the top of the Watford Stadium. Blimey, everybody else seems to score. Look at Bournemouth, people like that. So, no disrespect to them, but there's many teams that have managed it, and um, it's, it's a strange one. But I'm glad I'm glad we're their bogey team. I think Norwich, Newcastle, and a few others have always been ours in the past. So, um, yeah, it's it's set up, isn't it? I just don't hope. De Bruyne gets a twisted top before Friday and Grealish, I don't know, pulls a limb or so. It pulls one of his huge calf muscles. Um, but yes. Well, they certainly want to win every single competition they're in. Um, and they've got real quality, as we know. Um, if it is a draw, it will go to a replay to the Etihad Stadium. Uh, Paul Tierney is the referee for this game. He has refereed 16 matches so far this season giving out three red cards and 58 yellow cards. He was also the referee in last year's FA Cup final. Um, his assistants will be Adrian Holmes and Scott Ledger, VAR Tim Robinson, uh, assistant VAR Jared Gillett and Simon Bennett, and the fourth official will be Darren England. Now, before I get your score predictions for this game, let's hear from um, former Tottenham Hotspur and England midfielder and match of the day pundit Danny Murphy on this match. Hi, Chris, and everyone on the Spurs podcast. It's Danny Murphy here. My thoughts on the game on Friday are um, I'm a little bit worried. I was disappointed when Gary Mabbott drew City out for uh, everyone at Tottenham, mainly because of the players you've got missing. Uh, good cup run everyone wants, but now you've drawn the best team in Europe, and that's always difficult, even if you had everyone fit. So I'm a bit concerned that City now have put their foot to the gas and starting to look like City of last season, which um, is a little bit concerning for everyone else. But fingers crossed, fingers crossed that uh, Tottenham can produce a performance. They've they've been wonderful this season. My thoughts on Spurs this season, it's been a breath of fresh air. It's been great to watch. There's a clear identity. The fact they've continued to get results, um, even though all those players have been away or been suspended or been injured, like Madison, for example, you can see a clear method of play and a clear uh, identity in what they're trying to do. It's high risk, high entertainment, um, but it really is great to see and great to watch. And I think it's the best way you'll get success. So it's going to be a real, real difficult game, but um, fingers crossed, fingers crossed that Man City aren't bang at it um, and they have a few injuries. Don't know if Haaland's back yet. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, in terms of Man City this season, I think... Few of their new signings have taken a little time to settle. We haven't seen much of Nunes, the lad from Wolves. Um, Doku's done okay. I uh, don't think um, Guardiola has settled as well as we thought. He's a terrific player, but he's still adapting to the Premier League. And maybe because a few of the signings have taken their time to settle, and there's been a a lot of changes in the back line for City early in the season, but they're still there or thereabouts. And this is the quality of the squad they've got, the wonderful talent in creative areas. They've now got De Bruyne back. Haaland's training again, so he's not far away. And it's concerning for everyone else that they haven't had that good a half to the season and they're still in every competition and um, playing better again, especially now De Bruyne is back what he did when he came on against Newcastle. So City are still the favourites for probably every competition they're in. 
Um, because of that abundance of talent they have, especially in attacking areas, arguably the best striker in the world and the best creative midfield player in the world. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting second half of the season to see if they do what they always do, which is play tremendous football and be ridiculously consistent. So yeah, it, there's more to come from City, that's for sure. Even though the first half of the season hasn't been wonderful. Um, the two new signings, Werner, is a good bit of business. I think it's um, competition for places. He's dynamic. He's he's quick. Tremendous work ethic. I don't think he's miraculously going to overnight become really productive um, and have wonderful end products. But I think he'll add competition and, and he'll add intensity to that front line, especially when uh, while you've got Son away and if, and you, if you have injuries to others. So I think it's a clever bit of business for the money spent. <clears throat> Dragerson, I've only seen a little bit of in terms of doing a bit of research on him. He looks a real physical presence, quick. He's a nice footballer, the bits I've seen. He can play through the lines. Um, he's calm on the ball and he can defend, you know, and that's what you want from a centre-half. He looks like he's somebody who could play in a three or a two. Uh, he's good on set play, especially in the opposition box. A bit like Romero, he wants to get on the end of things and score some goals. So he's a really good addition to the squad and, and desperately needed, really, with the, you know, the inconsistency of or the, the lack of discipline from Romero, of course. Um, nice for everyone to have Van der Ven back, but that competition for places at centre back now gives them the option of playing a three. Although Ben Davison, um, Emerson Royal have done well, um, but yeah, score prediction. I'm going to go 2-2. Two, two. I'm going to go a high-scoring draw. I hope not. I hope I'm wrong. I hope Tottenham can beat them. But I think City will get a draw and take them back to to Man City and, and probably, unfortunately, knock you out. But I hope I'm wrong. Take it easy, boys. Many thanks to Danny Murphy for those comments. Josh, let's come to you and get your score prediction. And I'm going to just point out... Uh, Key words there from Danny Murphy. Worried, concerned, fingers crossed. Great to watch. City of favourites. He's gone worth 2-2. Hope I'm wrong that City will knock us out at the Etihad. What are your thoughts? What's your prediction? Oh, I've heard it all before. Nothing changes. It's Man City. I mean, everyone, everyone is going to beat us with a stick. Everyone's going to say this because it's City. Fine. I think we're going to beat them 1-0. Everyone, wow. everyone thinks high scoring. I think it's going to be another 1-0 at home, FA Cup, but also another 1-0 against City. Well, Nuno did it against Pep, so Anne should be able to do it, yeah? 100%. Conte did it as well, so... <laughs> Love it. Love it. Love the positivity. James, what are you going with? I reckon 2-1 Tottenham, last-minute winner for Madison. That's what I'm going wow. for. Yeah. Do you know, I don't, I'm, I'm going to go. It's going to be super high scoring either. I, I think it. I, the, the, the problem I've got is having no Son. Son versus Man City has been amazing through the years, isn't it? So, but yeah, I think it's going to be obviously extremely tight throughout, but and a lot of chances. But um, yeah, two-one last-minute winner, Madison. Jace, what are you going to go with? Oh, spirit of eighty-one replay, three-two Tottenham. I agree. <laughs> I agree. They will score. They will score. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna go for that. Why not? Yeah, I, I completely agree with you, Jace. Three-two Spurs. Perhaps a Timo Werner winner. Knee slide over it in in by the uh, the south stand. That will do. Yeah, confident. Yeah, confident. Days. Yeah, let's go for it. 
surely, let me just ask you all the final question. Surely, if we do beat Manchester City, surely we've got to go on and lift this trophy, Josh. Well, of course. But <laughs> it's it's one of those things that, amongst all the positivity, is still Tottenham. And I've never, oh, well, I've never seen us win the FA Cup. It's been a long, 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 long time now. 2008 could not feel further away um, in the past. So until, you know, until we actually break that duck, until we actually do it. Um, yeah, I'm always, I'm always going to say I can't see us doing it. Um, but that's down to these players, down to, down to the manager. And, you know, I have full faith in them. But, yeah, we just have to wait and see. Fingers crossed. Josh, you going to the game? Absolutely. <laughs> Silly I've had, question. I've had, my, I've had my work shift swapped. Uh, I was meant to be working that evening and I, I begged one of my colleagues to swap the shift with me so I could go in early so I could make the game. I said, we're never going to have City at home in the Cup again, probably. So I've got to, got to be there for it. James, wouldn't it be nice to see Hunmin Son and Postacoglu and co lift that trophy if oh. we beat City. Yeah, I mean, if we beat them, we, I think we're favourites as well, aren't we? Um, I, I, I honestly believe we've got a really good chance of, of winning that cup now. It's just getting over this hurdle, but um, that group of players, there's a different feel around the club and that group of players as well, there's a resilience there. Uh, and having yeah. Van Ven and Romero and Vicario at the back with Adogi and Porro, that's, there's a resilience there to this team. I, de I definitely feel a difference there when they're going out on the pitch. Um, so, yeah, it would be amazing to see, wouldn't it? I mean, it's every dream that, that, I, that I live, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I, I, I still think we'll go through. I, I think we'll win the Cup. I do think, I do think we will. Um, I think we'll beat City at the weekend and I think we'll go on to win it. But that's how my brain kind of goes that way. Um, yeah, to son to lift that cup. Wow, that's be yeah. Schoolboy again, right? Stuff. You better get right in that song, James. Oh yeah, it's up there, man. It's up there. <laughs> Jace, I know you'll be going to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium Friday. What time will you be leaving Dorset to go to Tottenham? Um, I'm going for work, so about two o'clock in the afternoon, I think it is, to get up on the train and then get to London. Um, the bad one. Well, what's the bad one? I'm trying to think now. Brentford again. That's a half five start the next morning. That's horrible. Um, but yeah, no, it, it can be early starts. I hate that. I hate the lunchtime ones. That could be about half past five, six o'clock in the morning when we get in the minibus for the for the lunchtime kickoff. So that's a bit that's a bit of a bit of a trek. But um, yeah, I'll be there Friday. I'm I'm in a different seat this this time. I'm in the south stand, so I'm going to experience some of the atmosphere down there for a change, rather than being up in the north. So that be that'd be good. Sat down that end. Josh, I've just got one very, very final question for you, um, because I know we spoke a little bit about transfers at the start of the show. Do you have any other update on any um, incomings or outgoings from now until the end of the window? Can you see any other uh, other movement, perhaps Brian Hill going out on loan or any yeah. other thing coming up? Yeah, Brian Hill is one that could could happen, might happen. Yeah, I mean, it's it's up in the air, really. I think that Again, I can see him going back to Spain. That's probably the likely thing. I think that's a mistake if we're not going to bring another player in personally. I think it's good to have as much depth as possible. We've seen, you know, what it's like getting down to bare bones. I don't want to see us in that situation again. 
Um, other than that, Jude Soonsuk Bell and Alfie Whiteman, two players that could well get loans. I think certainly the former um, has been superb for the under 23, has been superb for, um, you know, for us this season. He's been in amongst the goals, he's been creating chances. You know, he's a, a player that clearly, you know, there is a pathway to first team football there, but it's a case of, you know, we've just got to get him uh, out and getting those minutes. I could see a League One club um, probably at this stage. I, I would like to see a championship club, but you, you just don't know at this this point. Um, and the other one, I mentioned Adam Wharton earlier, the Blackburn player. So uh, Spurs still like him, even though Palace have put in a bid today around £15 million. Um and uh, another player that I've, you know, Spurs will be looking at is uh, Jonathan Rowe from Norwich. Uh, again, I don't, I don't see us doing anything now for him. I think he's just one of we're one of many clubs that are looking at him. Um, but yeah, as I say, it's going to be Hoybier, it's going to be Hill, it's going to be a few players moving out on loan. I don't expect us to sign a striker. I think that's going to come in the summer. It's going to be a bigger money move i think solanke's a player that we really like and we may go in for him in the summer but yeah i think for now in terms of immediate impact we're probably not going to see any anyone come in that you know to make an immediate impact unless obviously there's big money for you but it's nice to be one of the only teams not hamstrung by ffp uh, this window uh, even if our owner <laughs> has pleaded guilty uh, to some of those uh, charges over in the States uh, for the insider trading it remains to be seen, I suppose, what happens to the club from that. Josh, thank you so much for your time this evening. You've been a wonderful guest as per usual and look forward to having you back on in the very near future. Where can people find you? What are you up to at the moment? Yeah, male sport, just AFCON, Premier League, you name it. Um, we'll be with you every step of the way uh, on deadline day and in the final week of the window as well. Uh, and hopefully, yeah, a few more bits of, of good news for Spurs and uh, hopefully some bad news for Arsenal and all the others. But um, yeah, at Josh Hughes TV on Twitter as well. Um, if you enjoy listening to me natter on about Spurs. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Josh. Thanks Pleasure having you back. And James, you look like you need to get back to bed. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, hopefully you'll be writing writing more songs and hopefully you'll be writing that FA Cup song. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm glad to be missing this. I couldn't change it with the booking agent to get my flight back for the game. I was ready to come back for the Saturday, basically. When they changed it to Friday, I can't make it. I'm gutted about that. But I'm back for Brentford at the White Art Bar. And there'll definitely be some new tunes, man. And the FA Cup final song as well. <laughs> James, where, where can people find you if they want to uh, to visit your social media pages? There's all the voice of Spurs here uh, for Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, across uh, YouTube, all of them. So, yeah, thanks for having me on, man. I've enjoyed it and I will be going straight back to bed. Thank you so much, James. Get a good night's sleep. Well, <laughs> and Jason, absolute pleasure yeah. to have you back. Uh, don't leave it so long next time. It's, it's always a pleasure having you here. Um, thanks, tell everyone about your pages. Tell everyone about South Dorset Spurs. Yeah, so South Dorset Spurs, if you want to follow the journey, the eight hours round trip, 
uh, that we do on Twitter, on X now, actually, on uh, at Spurs Self. Uh, the wonderful Tony um, put some great updates on there. It's very funny. Um, I'm on Instagram and uh, YouTube now just for a, a little place to put all my videos when I go traveling and watching the football. Um, SDS underscore COYS. And you can catch us on Facebook. That's run by Lee, the Dorset Spur. Um, and under South Dorset Spurs on Facebook. So, yeah, I look forward to seeing everybody when we can at the stadium on Friday and uh, next week. And, um, yeah, thanks for having us on, Chris. It's a real pleasure, as always. Enjoy the game, Jace. Thanks so much for coming on again. Um, Jason, Josh, James, thank you so much for your time. Uh, hopefully Spurs can get the win on Friday evening. I'm sure that stadium will be absolutely buzzing on Friday evening. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, join us straight after the game for another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast. Thanks so much for watching. Thanks so much for listening. If you don't subscribe to the YouTube channel, please do hit that subscribe button and I'll see you again soon. Come on, you Spurs. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com this message comes from bof sponsor ebay you'll know real when you get it it'll say ebay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.